Hey guys, welcome to the Persevering Saints podcast, where we dig into the scriptures through some of the most fundamental doctrines found therein. Thanks guys, hope you enjoy. What we're going to talk about uh, is, are you saved? Uh, In the last time I was able to do a live, uh, I talked about the word Christian. Where Christian is mentioned in the Bible, uh, how many times it's mentioned, um, how it's described, and so forth. Um, Now the question is, are you one of those Christians? How do you know exactly if you are saved? Um, If you are, if you believe you are, do you have assurance of that salvation? Uh, Can you be assured? I'm glitching pretty good. Okay. Give me one second. Okay. It should be better now. Okay. Um, Can you have assurance? Okay. And my answer would be yes. Okay. Um, I think there is a big problem in our modern church at large okay Uh, they have taken two separate biblical and absolutely historically accurate uh, doctrines uh, conflated them together and made them into one and by doing that they've kind of deduced what they mean Um, what those two things are is the perseverance of the saints okay Uh, and assurance okay well they've taken both of those together they compressed them into one and they call it the they call it once saved always saved Um, and I'm not saying that that's a wrong statement once you are truly saved uh, you cannot be ripped from the father's hands Uh, he begins your salvation he works your salvation he he sanctifies you uh, and then he glorifies you in the end Um, the issue is of how the modern church has done this once saved always saved and how they've preached this once saved always saved it's caused um, people much confusion Okay, they believe things like because you feel a fluffy feeling, uh, you walk an aisle, uh, you pray a prayer. Uh, Some even believe if you just get dunked, you know, in the waters of baptism, that you're saved. But that's not how the Bible describes it. Many churches now. You know, with all their smoke and mirrors, they uh, play music, repetitive music, uh, over and over and over again, kind of zombifying your mind until uh, you'll pretty much say yes to anything. Playing with your emotional heartstrings. Uh, so, when you walk that aisle because you had a um, tender moment, in a place of worship 
with other Christians, you, um, you think you're saved. That's not salvation. Um, the Bible describes salvation as repentance and faith. Being born again a new nature. A lot of these people, um, they leave the church after making a confession of faith and they're no different. You know, many times when I was a kid, I made that profession, but I guarantee I wasn't saved. It wasn't until much later on that um, I actually repented of my sin. Much later till I began to hate my sin in agreeance with God. It's, it's like this. Um, I'm going to use a bunch of uh, analogies today. Uh, from a very, very, very wise uh, minister named Paul Washer. And uh, one of my favorite analogies he uses to what a Christian's like, right? He says, um, let's say that uh, I'm, I'm sharing a, uh, uh, a message at a church, okay? Um, and I'm late. When I get there, uh, the pastor says, uh, says, why are you late? Have you, um, do you not find this a, a value? Do you not uh, believe that, that this is important? And then I come up with an excuse and I say, see what happened was on my way here, uh, I had a flat tire and uh, I got out of the car to, to check to see what was going on, I open the door and smack. I get waylaid by an 18-wheeler. So, so that's why I'm late. Well, that pastor would either say that I am lying through my teeth or that I'm absolutely crazy. Well, see, dear professing Christian, um, if you are saved, you got hit. <laughs> You got hit by this amazingly infinite, um, divine creator. You were made new. If he wouldn't believe you that you got hit by an 18-wheeler, something as strong as an 18-wheeler, how can we believe that getting hit, that getting born again by an infinite God wouldn't make you different. <laughs> so are you different? Can, can you test yourself on that? I ask y'all, turn uh, in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. I'll give y'all a quick second. Uh, y'all need to, when y'all get there, if you mark in your Bible, um, take a highlighter, take a pen, and just underline this. It says, test yourselves. You hear that? Test. T 
Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves? That Jesus Christ is in you. Unless indeed you fail the test. Can you pass that test? What is that test? How can you possibly um, objectively know whether you're truly saved or not? Isn't it just a spiritual thing, right? It is spiritual, but spiritual things produce physical fruit. Um, what I believe is the uh, biblical litmus test, right, for are you saved, right, is the book of 1 John. Um, 1 John chapter 5 verse 13 says these things i have written to you who believe in the name of the son of god so that you may know you hear that so that you may know not so that you uh, can just hope not so that you can just assume but so that you can know that you have eternal life The book of 1 John is a great resource. Um, there is test after test after test uh, for us to look at. Um, I'm going to go through about three of them. Uh, I believe in my studies I, I, can, I can find about 12 or 13. Um, but we're only going to go through three. I'm going to try to do this as quick as possible. Uh, but still where you can understand it, right? Uh, so the book of 1 John is, is, is like our litmus test, right? Um, in 1 John 1, uh, verses 5 through 7, we're going to read that real quick. Turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. I am sorry. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. Chapter 1, verse 5. And I'm going to read all the way through verse, verse 7. It says, This is the message we have heard from Him and announced to you that God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's the first test. Do you walk in the light? Do you um, hate your sin? Do you uh, repent from your sin? You know, just as Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not obey me? Why do you uh, call yourself a Christian and not strive to walk in the footsteps 
of Jesus. Are you in that light? Do you strive to walk in that light? Jesus was perfect. And yes, we can't be perfect. And this scripture is not telling us that uh, we are going to be perfect until later, right? But what it is saying is, are you walking in that light? Are you striving for the perfection of Christ? My pops, uh, Larry, he always, uh, he was real hard on me growing up. He, uh, he was a born-again believer, and we, man, we butted heads nonstop. Uh, and I used to say, Larry, you, you just want me to be perfect. And his response was, um, no, I just want you to strive to be like the one that was. And back then it didn't mean much to me. But now it means the world. Jesus has forgiven my sins. He has cleansed me. And I hope he has cleansed you. But this first test is, are you walking in that light? Another, another analogy uh, that I heard that made this make way more sense than just, than just that was um, there was a farmer, right? and he had a son. And that son uh, wanted to be just like daddy. When they lived up north where it snows, well, that, that daddy, he grabbed two buckets of feed. He went and woke up his son. And that son grabbed, grabbed that bucket and right behind his daddy tried to step in each one of his daddy's steps. Not, not being able to, to leap quite, to grasp each step of his father. But man, that boy tried. He looked probably like a little drunken monkey, right? But he tried to walk in each step, each and every single step that his daddy made. Are you striving to walk in the steps of Christ? If you... I know we're, we're, we're absent from, from actual congregational meeting, right? But if you go to church just because it's your duty... You're not a Christian. Are you going to worship Christ Jesus with your heart, with your soul, with all your strength? Are you going because that's what mommy and daddy did? Are you going because that's where your friends are? Are you going because that's just what you're supposed to do? You need to think about that. Because Christians, true Christians, God-fearing, God-loving Christians, they walk it out. They just don't do this. The next um, scripture I want y'all to go to 
is um, uh, I want you to go to 1 John chapter 2 and we're going to read verses 7 through 14. Uh, hey Corey, hey Mr. Jerry, hey Tina, hey Bill Bragg, what's up man? Glad to see all y'all. All right, 1 John chapter 2, verses 7 through 14. Chapter 2. It says, Beloved, and I love that. Beloved. We are the beloved of Christ. They don't just call just anybody that. Uh, that, that that's a wretched, horrible doctrine that, that this world has has tried to take from the church. We are the beloved. Those unredeemed, those not born again of the Spirit are not children of the Father God. Yes, God created all. It is by His divine decree. But just like Jesus said, why do you say this? Why do you call me Lord, Lord? When you are of your father, the devil, if you love your sin, God is not your father. I can call, I can call God Abba, right? In, in the Hebrew, Abba, it's, it means Papa. I can call him Papa because I have repented of my sins and he has adopted me as a child. Is that true for you? Are you an adopted child of Christ? Or are you still a wretched, wicked sinner that loves your sin and runs straight for it? Think about that. We're not supposed to be like the world. And if you read 1 John, that's a big one. Don't be like the world. Don't love the things of the world. If you love them more than you love God, guess what? The world is your God, not God. All right, get off my high horse. Um, chapter 2, verse 7. says, Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. That brother right there, he is not speaking of your blood brother. He may, but it's because your blood brother is born again too. All right, so if you hate your brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven. You <clears throat> forgiven you for his name's sake. 
I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. You know what? I'm going to keep reading for a second. Verse 15, do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Y'all, it says you must love your brothers and sisters in Christ. That is a proof. And y'all, I will admit, this is, like I've said many times, this is a really easy one for me. Uh, I have the best church family in the world. You know, me wanting uh, to step forth in ministry, my biggest fear is that I, that God will call me out, away from Grace Point Eagle Heights. I love, I love my church family. I love all those members um, from Pastor Kevin down to all those little babies that we got Grace Point Eagle Heights I love you very very much so I'm going to use this as, a, as a, a, a point to say people if you don't have a church family come join us we're very authentic, very loving um, Christians uh, that stand around the truth and stand around the love for each other. All right, now, <laughs> uh, keep going. Um, if you don't love your brothers and sisters in Christ, if you don't have a desire to be with uh, your brothers and sisters in Christ, you better check yourself. Um, if you are in the light, you're going to desire to be with those who are also walking in the light. Um, Brother Monty um, posted something on Facebook the other day. He said, uh, the scariest thing about being sober, right? Uh, we, we have an RU program. It's, it's Reformers Unanimous at church. Uh, it's people that are fighting addiction and, and they love Christ and we're going to fight that sin because that's what addiction is. It's sin. We're going to fight that addiction uh, with the only, only true source and only true healing hand and that is Christ. Okay? Uh, Brother Monty said, he said, what I hate about being sober or what I used to hate about being sober is being those people I resented that, that were saved, that, that looked at me like, like I was doing something wrong, right? I think that's how he worded it. I'm probably getting it completely wrong. But uh, <laughs> he says, but now I'm one of those. I have, in, in summation, I have Jesus. I have conquered 
with the help of Jesus. Jesus conquered it for Monty. And I'm so proud of you, brother. Monty loves his brothers and sisters in Christ. That's a proof. It is a proof. It is in 1 John. It is one of the tests. It is one of the litmus tests of salvation. Y'all, and uh, last but not least, uh, probably what I would say is the most important of all these tests. Um, turn to 1 John 2. Uh, we're going to read verses 28 and 29. 28 and 29. 28 and 29. All right. It says, Now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we, have, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame. At his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone also who practices righteousness is born of him. Do you believe in the gospel? Do you believe that Jesus, Yahshua HaMashiach, right in the Hebrew, um, do you believe? that he is from the Father, God, that, that hypostatic union, right? 100% God, 100% man. Lived a sinless, perfect life. Not without temptation, but sinless, perfect life. Lived out that life, ministered to others, and then gave himself upon a cross, paying your penalty. When you sin, do you look and see that cross? Do you see the penalty that Christ had to pay? Do you realize that you were there? Your sins were upon that cross. Every lie, every, every lustful thought, every point of hatred, they're all nailed upon him. Jesus suffered the wrath of God. He drank the full cup for your sins. Does any of this sound like you? Do you love your brothers and sisters in Christ? Have you repented? Have you turned away from sin? Do you wake up and think of God? Want fellowship with Him? then that's probably because you're a Christian. <laughs> I want you, Christian, to have assurance. I want you, Christian, to go through 1 John and look and go, 
Yup, <laughs> that sounds like me. I walk in the light. I pursue that light. I strive to walk in his footsteps. Do you love your brothers and sisters in Christ? And I'm not just talking about your brothers and sisters in Christ at your home church. Do you love your brothers and sisters in Christ? Those who have repented and turned away from sin. Do you love them? And love ain't just a word, right? Love is service to one another. Love is, is serving one another. That's what love is. And do you believe that Christ died for your sins? If this is you, you are a Christian. And if you're just now realizing this, I, I urge you, you can... You can uh, message me. You can message um, anyone at Grace Point Eagle Heights uh, to talk to about this. Uh, yes, we 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 don't say that baptism saves, but it is your first act of obedience. You are saved by grace through faith, not of yourself. It is the gift of God, so that no man may boast. So no work saves you, but fruit that you produce out of your salvation shows that you are saved. So, one of your first acts of obedience is the baptism waters, where you are buried with Christ and brought back up to the newness of life. And then communion uh, with the Father, what we call the Lord's Supper, right? Uh, it's another... It's another act of obedience. But if any of this sounds like you, I, I pray that you hold sure, that you hold sure that you are a Christian. And if this isn't you, honestly, please cop stop calling yourself a Christian. Um, there's nothing I hate more than those Benny Hinn heretics or those Kenny Copelands um, when people look at that, or, or just your average Joe that calls himself a Christian because he went to church as a kid and uh, knows nothing of Jesus, he just believes in the historic man, uh, yeah, I believe in God, yeah, okay? Stop calling yourself a Christian. That's not what a Christian is. You know, just like, hey, we live in Texas, right? We're a Texan. It means we're of Texas. So are you of Christ? Are you a Christian? If you are, you're my brother. If you're not, I would love to share more of the gospel good news with you. So tune in next time. I'm not positive what I'm going to cover next time, um, which will be next Monday at 630. Uh, Y'all can, if you have some requests, Post them on my wall. Um, message me. Do whatever you think you need to do. Just get it to me, and I will. I will try to come up with it. Uh, I will study on it, and we'll do a lesson on it. All right. Well, let's close in prayer real quick, and uh, then I'll see y'all later. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, 
I thank you for bringing um, the Word of God. Your 66 books of divine, God-breathed love to us, Lord. Lord, because we know that all the way from Genesis to Revelation is a gift to us so that we can know you more and even so that as we saw in the book of 1 John so that you can know that you have salvation. Lord, I thank you for this. I pray for those suffering in this time of this COVID-19 those sick, those uh, family members, um, loved ones of, of everyone listening, Lord, and those that may listen later, Lord. I pray that you place your hand on them, and if it be your will, you heal them all. And if not, Lord, I understand you have a purpose. We love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, peace out.